the Credibility Coach Podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build, grow, and sustain a successful coaching business. All right, coach, are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Credibility Coach Podcast, the podcast for coaches which is dedicated to helping you grow a successful coaching business. Today we're talking about filling your live events and workshops, basically how to sell out seats for your next live event even if you've never run an event before. Or maybe you have and it didn't go very well or maybe you just want to build on your last successful smaller event. Or maybe you're just here for the ride. It doesn't matter. I welcome you along with open arms as always. And today we're talking about filling those live events and workshops. So this is a series. So we're going to cover over the next couple of episodes this topic because it is a massive topic and one that gets a lot of questions um, from coaches constantly about how you fill events and workshops and the different types etc so what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be looking at why run a live workshop or event in the first place Um, we're going to be looking at defining your ideal attendee and what the focus of your live event should be and we're really going to get into the nitty gritty of how to figure that out and really get yourself some structure as well as what the different types of events are, what role they play, what their purpose is and really help you identify which one you would prefer to do in your coaching business for your ideal target market. They're really, really good for getting new coaching clients. So yeah, we're going to explore that today. And then in the next episode, we'll be covering things like pricing your event, creating your event sales page, creating a, a, a live event marketing plan. And then we're going to look at the next steps after that. But for today, we're just going to explore all of the above. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So I'm really excited to have you along for this. Thanks so much for being here. And all the show notes are going to be at podcastforcoaches.com forward slash one four as in episode 14. That's podcastforcoaches.com forward slash one four. All right, let's get on with the show. This is the Credibility Coach Podcast. I speak to so many coaches who are so keen to reap the impressive rewards of hosting live events and workshops. With a live event, you have a group of people in front of you who are highly engaged with your content, with your thoughts, your thought leadership, and it's an extremely effective way to build your reputation as an expert coach to promote your coaching services and even earn another stream of income from the ticket fee, right? Or any other products that you're you're selling. So live events and workshops are not only a great way to earn revenue for your coaching business, but also give you a massive opportunity to connect with your prospects and prove your expertise and prove your trustworthiness to align them to create your credibility, which then ultimately will or should lead to you um, obtaining new clients. So through your events, you can really foster sharing and relationship building among your audience members. So my question to you is, is this you? Are you planning on running a live event or workshop? And if so, the very first step is to clarify your goals for the event. So maybe your clients have been asking you about workshops or whether you hold any face-to-face group events or webinars or anything like this. Maybe the demand you know, has been growing for, for years or weeks or months and you feel now is the best time and it's going to be the best way for you 
to to meet um, up with your prospects via you know a live format, a live format event. Now you may be working as a business coach or an executive coach or a life coach or some sort of consultant or specialist in some other areas and you're looking for a way to reach a wider audience you might be looking for a new stream of revenue for your business or your goal may be to extend your current network of connections and better establish your reputation within your coaching niche or you could simply be looking for something new to try out some new revenue streams maybe you'd like to run an event once just to see what, how it goes and what comes of it, you know, learn the process of putting on the event and see if it really can be potentially profitable for you. You know, there's lots of different uh, things you could be thinking about right now. Well, the good news is that smaller live workshops provide you with a great training ground for the larger events and maybe the things that you aspire to do, such as retreats, boot camps, multi-day workshops, conferences, and you can get the hang of how it all works and comes together with a smaller group first and then apply that strategy and that process uh, into you know your larger events. So now I'm going to take a look at some of the common types of events, most of which you've probably already been to before, just so that you can really choose the format that's right for you by fully understanding the differences between them. So we've got workshops, seminars, speaking engagements, conferences, boot camps and retreats. And I'm just going to break them down now and explain a little bit more around them. So let's start with workshops because workshops are generally the most common sort of event that I speak to to coaches about all the time you know how do I sell seats how do I fill seats at my workshops well workshops are generally short in duration they can run for a few hours or as long as a day but for a single coach delivering uh, facilitating the session 20 to 25 people is probably the maximum ideal range for the number of participants that you want in the room because this is this is a small group and a workshop tends to be the most engaging type of live event because it allows you to lead the group through a specialized topic or specific project and you're going to get the most engagement with that number of people and since live workshops are one of the easiest types of events to start with if you're just considering doing events I'm going to make that the primary focus of this episode after you start running small workshops you can then scale up to larger events however the tactics that will cover in the in the uh, in the podcast today are going to remain the same for all events you just need to spend more time and use more tactics when it comes to a much larger event you know it's a bigger conversation so then we can look at seminars now a seminar can be an hour or two and it tends to be more of a presentation than a workshop so for the most part the audience listens while you talk although there might be some interactive features such as taking questions throughout or at the end seminars can still have a small audience but the communication is typically one-sided and less interactive and then we've got keynotes and speaking engagements a lot of coaches aspire to be presenting keynotes and, and getting hired to go and speak at of different events because if you like speaking in public then you can market yourself as a speaker and speak at events or conferences as well as you know your bread and butter coaching and a keynote speaker is the person who opens or closes a whole event with with a speech, right? So there's no pressure. <laughs> but um, it's a slightly different 
um, role from giving a regular speech on a particular topic and it obviously requires different planning and skills and in fact you can get a speaking engagement at someone else's event you could then use that as an opportunity to let people know about your own event too so it actually kind of works in your favor as well um, obviously as well as your coaching services now if we look at conferences now conferences are usually one or two day events and running a conference generally requires a team of people to set up and organise. You know, they, they are logistically a complex beast. And a conference usually has a number of different speakers presenting on, on a schedule. So there's all that to think about too. There might be multiple workshops that take place as part of the conference in addition to smaller seminars and large presentations and keynote speeches. So they're quite a beast. Then we have boot camps, and I enjoy boot camps. I enjoy hosting them, I enjoy going to them, because a boot camp is more intense. It's an intensive workshop where a great deal of learning is compressed into a short period of time. And as the name suggests, the pace is rigorous and participants have to work really hard. But that also means that participants do expect dramatic results. Okay, so the expectation is going to be higher, the price is going to be higher, the the work rate, the work ethic and, and the intensity is going to be higher, all right, but they are going to expect more dramatic results. And then we've got retreats. Retreats. <laughs> Retreat is usually like a multi day workshop or event that has some sort of holiday component to it or break or getaway component so it might be at a spa or it might be at a beach or it might be in the city somewhere or it might be in the country for example there might be presentations and speeches and activities and special guests and other events within the event as well as some fun and purely social and partying activities So let's look at an example using a project management consultant, right? So let's take this project management consultant. Let's call her Emma. Now, Emma might create a three-hour workshop on using digital project management tools, and she might choose to do a 60-minute seminar on trends that impact the project management field. And a project management conference... You know, she could give a 30-minute keynote speech to open it on the first day. She could create a one-day project management conference for small business owners where other project management specialists are invited to offer workshops on specific topics and a one-day boot camp with intensive workshops and training for aspiring project managers to prepare for certification, for example. Um, let's think of another example. So let's, let's imagine um, somebody that... Uh, sells wine right they decide to go uh, to get into live events so this this uh, this wine guy let's call him Dougie he creates a short two-hour workshop on wine appreciation and then he creates a 90-minute seminar on the newest wines coming from New Zealand um, and then he goes on to create a 20-minute keynote speech to open a wine conference and then a one-day boot camp where wine lovers can learn about wine tastings. And then another live event for wine might be uh, a two-day retreat and a wine tour in the south of France, which is like a wine vacation around the local vineyards of the south of France. So in them examples, you can see how different types of events suit different types of content. And if this is your first event that you're thinking of planning right now, or maybe you've tried it before and it's not been that great or that successful you're looking to expand you should always look to start small with a shorter workshop based event 
Now, if you're more experienced, you may want to consider other more complex type of events, such as conferences or boot camps, for example, or retreats. Um, You can then apply the planning and marketing tips uh, that I'm going to share with you shortly for your larger event. So regardless of the type of event that you plan to host, you can have a great deal of fun, earn more revenue for your business, and of course, expand your reputation, building that credibility as an authority in your coaching niche. I've worked with and spoken with hundreds of coaches and uh, there's a lot of coaches out there that have tried workshops and they've failed and there's no shame in failing anything providing you've taken key learnings from it and then you you know you change and adapt and you make improvements. Um, so before you start marketing your event you need to know exactly who it's for and what you're going to offer in terms of outcomes. So you need a high-level view of the specific value that your event is going to give your attendees so that you know how to accurately represent your event in your marketing materials. And that's a huge mistake that people make, right? They don't really think about too much who it's actually going to be for, more about who they, you know, what they're going to deliver and where it's going to be, and they get lost in the detail. So these top benefits should be at the center of all of your marketing messages across your digital, your social, your email, in person, etc. Planning your messaging is not the same as planning your event content, right? And the materials and the resources, etc. That's a whole separate conversation. But for now, in order to make sure that you can fill your event, you're going to need to identify your ideal attendee and what your event focus is. Then you'll be ready to create a marketing plan and put your marketing into action to start filling the event. The specific content that you'll cover during the event can be filled in along the way between the opening of your event registration and the event itself it doesn't have to be created up front yeah that's another mistake that people make they put a lot of work up front into creating the whole event all of the content and you're just wasting time because while your marketing is doing its thing you can be creating that and then we're killing two birds with one stone So let's just discuss quickly about your ideal attendee or your ideal client for that matter. Now taking the time to identify your ideal event attendee or the type of person that you're hoping to entice into attending your live event is essential for a number of critical reasons. First of all, you'll get ideas for the topics that you know people want to pay to learn about or the problems they want to solve. And when you know who you're targeting, you can take the time to explore their needs and identify exactly where they need the most help. Those are all potential focuses for your event. Secondly, you'll be able to deliver the content and experience that best resonates with the people in the room. You can plan your event most successfully when you fully understand how your ideal attendee likes to learn. So, what they already know and what they enjoy the most uh, about you know in live events so for example if you're focusing on the beginner uh, business owner um, you'll need to adjust content accordingly and offer different introductory level sessions but if you know that your ideal attendees are big business networkers then you'll need to build in extra time for socializing at the end and connecting so in addition to this an ideal event attendee profile drives your marketing messages and decisions you'll fill more seats 
when you focus on where your potential attendees are and how they'll best respond to different promotional tactics. So if you've hosted a successful live event before, you should have some excellent data that you can use and insights um, to put together a profile for your ideal event attendee. If not, just start again with your existing customers in mind. And your event attendees are also the people you want as clients for the rest of your uh, coaching business. So in effect, your ideal attendee profile is the same as your ideal client profile. So if you've already got that, then you've kind of already got an idea you know, of what's going to be driving this, unless you're targeting an event for a specific level, say, of business owner or middle manager, for example. So think carefully about the basic demographics of those people that you'd like to see at your event. So for example, their gender, their age, their education level, income, their uh, the type of business that they run, the career they're in, the type of life that they, they have, the lifestyle, where they're located. Because obviously if you're doing a physical real world event, then that's important. Um, and their family status, of course. You might be doing um, an event for, for mums in business or dads in business. So the next step is to then create a more advanced profile using questions geared more specifically towards your event needs. So what are your ideal attendees' biggest pain points? What is their level of experience? And how familiar are they with you and your coaching business? So what are your ideal attendees' biggest pain points or challenges when it comes to your area of expertise, your coaching niche? What are the biggest problems they want to solve that they know about, that they know they have? And what is your ideal attendee's level of experience when it comes to to your coaching niche? So, for example, do you want to focus on more uh, startup businesses, for example, or do you want to start? Uh, do you want to work with more established business owners that have got five to ten employees, for example, or do you want to work with people that have just started their career and want to get up into management, or do you want to attract people that are in management and want to step up to more the senior management team level, or if you're a life coach, do you want to work with the younger generation who are having social issues and need to get through that hard time in their life, or do you want to work with people that are going for a midlife crisis just for example right these are off the top of my head we also need to know how familiar your ideal attendee is with you and your coaching business and what you do for example are they actually current clients of yours are they former clients or are they new prospects or are are they both are you inviting your client and getting them to bring a plus one along to the event so it's also good practice to keep notes on your attendees to help you refine Um, your ideal attendee profile as you become more and more practiced at hosting live events if you were a little off on who you'd expected to show up or if your ideal participant turned out to surprise you in any way make sure that you update you know the profile you should pull it out every time you start to plan an event i do exactly the same as it's going to guide so many decisions that you need to make around different events so once you've basically completed your ideal attendee profile you can now move on to identify uh, a specific event focus the style that you're going to present it in etc and the topics that you're going to cover in that event so let's now look at choosing a topic to focus on for your event in the best case scenario it's your current clients who are pushing you to host your live event or workshop in the first place right in an ideal world i said so if this is the case there's a high probability that 
they've already identified a topic that they'd love you to cover. But you can then go on to make this the focus of your event and move ahead with the planning process. And if you've decided to start your event without initial input from your customers, talk to them anyway to get ideas on what areas you should focus on. So find out what they'd be interested in learning about, for example. But don't just ask your customers or your potential clients about topics. Get additional details details that you'll need for high converting uh, events by asking them about the following areas. What types of venues do your target audience actually prefer? Is there anywhere specific that you can think of that they would love? And what experience have they had with events before? What was good for them and what wasn't? Check their social media, check their LinkedIn, find out what they've attended and what they really found to be great value for money and, of course, their time. What are their ideal dates times or locations for a workshop or an event or a retreat etc and what type of content and learning style do they prefer how much interaction do they like to get in a live event and do they prefer small or larger group settings what do you prefer do they prefer a casual setting or something more formal and how much time are they actually willing to commit to an event And how far will they travel to receive your value? And critically, how much are they actually willing to invest? How much are they willing to spend to come and use their time with you? Now, the best way to get answers to these questions is to simply ask your current clients directly. Put together some sort of survey and send it out to your email list or post a link in your LinkedIn or your Facebook group or other communities that you're a member of online. Or call your best clients on the phone and just ask them directly in a, in a casual conversation. But besides getting the information that you need, you'll already be getting the ball rolling for marketing your event. You can choose a really good topic for your event without direct customer feedback as well. I mean, you could uh, already know your audience through interacting with them already on social media or other events or networking, etc. What pressing problems do they actually face? What pain points do they have? How can you help them using your own expertise and knowledge of all the content that you've published in the past, if you've published any, that is, or of all the content that you've seen other competitors post, which has performed best. You can also choose a topic that you're really passionate about or find really interesting, but make sure that it's still focused on helping your ideal clients and not just all about you and what you enjoy doing. Next up is to create your transformation statement. Now, from your ideal attendee profile and research on your client preferences you should have a distinct topic in mind so now you need to frame that topic in terms of a transformation what will attending your event do for your participants how will their life or business change as a result of coming along to your workshop this is a statement you should tell participants what they'll know or be able to do as soon as they walk out of your event and in the immediate future All right, so it sounds complicated, but I'm going to give you an example. There's a formula for this, right? The statement um, uses the general structure of you will blank so that you can blank. 
All right. So make sure to use really good quality verbs in your statement as well. And here's an example um, of a coaching event, right? It's one that I created earlier. Um, so let's roll this off the tongue and see what you th- what you think. So here we go. So it's you will blank so that you can blank. All right. You will create a 90 day growth plan for your business so that you can give your management team the structure and focus they need to set realistic KPIs to achieve your revenue goals. All right, so I'm going to read that again now. Bearing in mind this is for a business owner, okay? Let's read it again. So you will create a 90-day growth plan for your business, so that's the you will blank, so that you can give your management team the structure and focus they need to set realistic KPIs to achieve your revenue goals. So that is you will blank so that you can blank, right? So you're with me, hopefully. Now, your transformation statement is basically a promise to your attendees, right? And it's an insight in advance to what they can expect to get from the time they come and spend with you and obviously the 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 monetary investment that they make with you too. When you create the actual content for your event, just (laughs) make sure that you deliver on the statement to ensure that your attendees actually leave the event happy and are not asking for refunds or going to social media to kind of say how unhappy they are, which I'm sure won't happen, right? But you really do need to make sure that you deliver on your promises. So the next step is to really draft your event outline and the benefits of the event. So now that you know who your ideal attendee is, what the topic is going to be and what the transformation statement is, it's now time to start putting together a high level outline of your event. This should be benefit driven and with each session or subtopic delivering a specific result at that event, depending on the duration of the event. So, for example, if you were running, um, the, you know, the short live workshop to get uh, small professional service businesses started with social media, your benefit-driven outline could include things like session one, social media in 2018. Recognize which social media sites are working best for your service business so that you know where to focus your time. Session two, set up your social media profiles for success. Set up or tweak your current social media profiles so that they drive more leads to your business. And session three, create social content that grows your business. Identify the best types of content for driving engagement with your brand and what you need to do today to get started. So obviously that's just a quick example and while we're not going into the content creation side of your event right now, it's important to have that high level outline and accompanying benefits drafted in advance because it's what it's it's what will drive the copy on your event registration page and the marketing materials which we'll get into in another episode. Also, it's a really good idea to get feedback from a few current clients once you've drafted the event outline or people that you trust. Focus on clients who fit your ideal attendee profile, um, profile them um, and get them into that you know ideal attendee sheet that we spoke about before and ask for their input and what they would like to see um, changed or added to your draft outline and benefits plan. This is the Credibility Coach Podcast. 
So guys, we have really covered a lot today, and I'm just going to quickly summarise for you in six bullet points just to recap on some of that. Um, so the first bullet point really is you've got to make sure that you know what you want to accomplish for your coaching business by running a live event or workshop in the first place. What is your motivations for doing it? And review the examples that I've shared with you in this episode to get some more ideas and inspirations about what it is that you're exactly going to be doing and what you're going to achieve. The second bullet point is based on the event types that I've explained to you in this episode, what type of event do you really plan to offer? What is perfect for you and where you are at with your business right now? And how long will your event actually be? The third bullet point over here is to to create your ideal attendee profile by addressing the questions outlined in this episode. Now, number four is to make a list of questions to ask your current clients or former clients or your peers to get their input on topics and allow you to establish the details for your event. You could even go out to your email list or your social media channels like your LinkedIn network, for example, and get some answers that way. And then you can use them answers and that feedback you get to pick your event topic. Now, bullet bullet point five is to write the transformation statement that outlines the topic you'll be covering in your event. This will give you that structure. It will give you that quick sentence that you can use to tell people why they should come to your event and everything that you do. Now, you'll remember the structure because I gave you some examples. It was you will blank so that you can blank. You will blank so that you can blank. It's very, very important. Now, bullet point six is that you need to create a high level outline of your workshop or event using all of the above stuff that I've just spoken to you about, including the key benefits for the participants, because it's all about them. As soon as you take your eye off of the fact that it is for your participants, your event will not be attractive and will not sell out. All right, so connect with your potential customer base and ensure that your event definitely solves a problem, addresses a challenge, addresses their needs and provides loads of value and then educates them on what it is that you do and how you can be a part of that solution. All right, so that's cool. We've covered them bullet points. Now, in the next episode... We're going to be covering pricing your event, creating your event sales page, creating a successful live event marketing plan, and so much more. And in the next episode, this is the cool bit, I'm going to be giving you a completely free download, which is an event workbook, which will talk you through all of the steps that we've been through today, all of the steps we're going to go through in the next episode and allow you to put together a marketing strategy using this workbook, right? You can just go through it section by section and complete it. And by the end, you'll have a bulletproof live event plan. All right. So that's coming up in the next episode. Now, until then, if you haven't already, I want you to come over and join my completely free Facebook group because you can ask questions Um, get feedback on your event etc from other members over there too so just head on over to podcastforcoaches.com forward slash facebook group that's podcastforcoaches.com forward slash facebook group it'd be great to have you over there we've got a lovely little community and i really would like you to come over get involved get in from the start with the communities growing um, and you know network away speak to people learn some more i'll 
putting some content in there. You can get feedback on ideas, feedback on, on your marketing stuff. Whatever it is you want, come on over to podcastforcoaches.com forward slash Facebook group and be part of something special. All right, guys, listen, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate your continued listenership and support of the podcast for coaches. My name's David Sargent. This is the Credibility Coach Podcast, and I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode where we're going to be covering pricing your event, creating your event sales pages, creating a successful live event marketing plan, and then what you can do after that. For now, happy coaching. Speak to you soon.